Live from the Xfinity Studios at WVON. We're your original social media. The Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. WVON family, and thank you for sharing your Sunday with us. This is WVON 1690 AM, the talk and the top of Chicago. I'm Chinta Strasberg, producer and host of On the Case. My co-host is Ken Hunley, publisher of 316 Magazine. However, he won't be here today. I just learned that his he's in the hospital with his uh, four-year-old daughter. She's sick, so praying that she will get well. Um, Kent is publisher of the 10-year-old 316 magazine. I am editor-in-chief of that wonderful magazine, and we're in more than a 1,000 black churches throughout Chicago. So our WVN call number is 312-374-8130. Again, that's 312-374-8130. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Kent and I... Thank you, um, our sponsor, Dr. Zenobia Sowell. She's located at 1122 North Clark Street, where she has been for several decades. Dr. Sowell has the latest dental equipment, but more important, Dr. Sowell, who is my dentist, she doesn't hurt. And I had uh, laser surgery last week, and I, I didn't miss a beat. Went on back to work, and my mouth wasn't even swollen. So to make an appointment, call Dr. Sowell at 312-944-9355. That's 312-944-9355. Well, former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg has launched a Democratic bid uh, for president. How many more Democrats will throw their hats into the very crowded ring? I don't know how many more we can take, and but there's a vetting process, and pretty soon the that crowd will be withering away, hopefully. Just too many in there. You can't make up your mind who you want. Father Michael Flager gave away 800 turkeys yesterday, and food baskets and coats, brand new coats, will be given away by the Rainbow Push Coalition on December 7th, December 14th, December 21st, at the Mount Pisgah Baptist Church, and that's 4600 South King Drive. You don't want to miss that, so please put that on your calendar. If you know of children, and there are some larger sizes too, who need brand-new coats, uh, please have them there. But first you should register with the Rainbow Push Coalition headquarters. That's at 930 East 50th Street. And um, just make sure you fill out the form so that you can get your coat for your child. And the food baskets too. They're pretty good food baskets. And so next Saturday, I know a lot of people are confused where Rainbow Push is going to be broadcasting their historic live uh, broadcast. But next Saturday, uh, like yesterday, they will be at the New Covenant Mount Baptist Church, and that's located at 754 East 77th Street. And that's headed by Reverend Dr. Stephen John Thurston. They had a good time. And yesterday they celebrated the 73rd birthday of Guess Who? Uh, Representative Bobby L. Rush, and he was so excited. In fact, he he was more than happy about turning 73, but he also told us about uh, that infamous day, December 4th, 1969. That's when the FBI and Edward Hanrahan, as you know, he was the former Democratic uh, state's attorney, uh, and the Chicago police, 14 members of his selected uh, Chicago police uh, sent a death squad to uh, Fred Hampton on the west side, and they killed him. They killed uh, Fred, who was the chairman of the party, and they killed Mark Clark while they were sleeping. And Mark Clark was only 21 years old. He was the son of a a preacher. So, um, but he got his back because the black community united uh, and elected a Republican, Bernard Carey, to replace him. And 
Hanrahan had been groomed by the then Mayor Richard J. Daley to succeed him, but that that wasn't the way God wanted it. It was just a horrible, horrible uh, thing that happened to him. And Bobby Rush said yesterday, we're going to be talking to our guests um, pretty soon, um, and they were Black Panthers, and one was a Black Panther, the other was is a playwright, and they they told of the horrors. Bobby Rush was very graphic in what he said happened. Um, he said they were out to kill him, him personally, uh, but he wasn't there. The leadership meters, uh, members were staying at Fred Hampton's place, but it was too crowded. So he went to his place at 20th and State Street, uh, and thank goodness for that because uh, – Bobby Rush said that they came in with uh, automatic weapons, they uh, machine gun, they had uh, all kinds of uh, rifles, and they they claimed they had a search warrant for weapons, but they came in shooting. And people will, people will say, well, why didn't Fred Hampton shoot back? Because they were known to have guns. Um, that's because Bobby Rush said that the informant and that was William O'Neill, an African-American teenager, um, had, uh, uh, had reportedly drugged him with sicanol. And Bobby Rush said there was so much sicanol in Fred Hampton's body, it could have immobilized an elephant. So that's why he didn't. Um, and, and that's really pretty sad, pretty, pretty sad that that happened. And there was no excuse for them to do that. If they wanted to arrest him, they could have gone, they could have done it a different way. And um, also, Bobby Rush had talked about the fact that the House has passed nearly 400 bills this Congress. More than 300 bills, or 80% of the bills uh, the House uh, has passed, are stuck in the Senate where uh, McConnell refuses to bring them for a vote. Most of the bills that are stalled in the Senate, more than 275, are bipartisan. So I don't know why, I guess for political reasons and to make the Democrats look bad, I don't know. But it also hurts the uh, constituents of the Republicans, too. Because, for example, H.R. 1, it's called For the People Act. This bill addresses voter access, election integrity, election security, political spending, and ethics for the three branches of government. There's another bill that's uh, being held, H.R. 7, Paycheck Fairness Act. This bill addresses wage discrimination on the basis of sex. H.R. 8, Bipartisan Background Checks Act, is also being held hostage, and that's exactly what McConnell is doing. Uh, This bill establishes new background check requirements for firearm transfers between private parties, that is, unlicensed individuals. Another bill stuck, H.R. 582, raises the Wage Act. This bill amends the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 to increase the federal minimum wage for regular employees over a seven-year period for tipped employees and for newly hired employees who are less than 20 years old. Now, you would think that the Republicans would want this passed. It would help their people, too. But no, it's being held hostage. H.R. 987, Protecting People with Pre-Existing Conditions, Lowering Drug Cost Act. This bill requires the Department of Health and Human Services to conduct outreach and educational activities regarding federally facilitated exchanges, that is, health insurance exchanges that are established and operated within states by HHS. This legislation includes uh, Representative Bobby Rush's bill, the Protecting Consumer Access to Generic Drugs Act, which will ensure access to uh, generics by increasing competition and therefore bringing down the price of prescription drugs. Now, why would the Republicans not want to vote for that. Surely that helps their people, their constituents as well. Now, last month, uh, as a senior member of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, Representative Bobby Rush voted to support the Lower Drug Costs uh, Now Act of 2019. It's called H.R. 3. This critically important legislation will lower drug costs and expand access to health care for seniors in, uh, in our district and across the entire nation. 
this particular bill gives Medicare the power to negotiate directly with the drug companies. It makes the lower drug prices negotiated by Medicare available to Americans with private insurance, not just Medicare beneficiaries. It stops drug companies from ripping off Americans while charging patients in other countries less for the same drugs. And it creates a new $2,000 out-of-pocket limit on prescription drug costs for Medicare beneficiaries and reverses years of unfair price hikes above inflation across thousands of drugs. And so uh, in addition to supporting the uh, this legislation, Re- Representative Rush also introduced a number of his own bills, like H.R. 33, Gun Trafficking Prohib- Prohibition Act, and that was referred to the Judiciary Committee. This bill would amend the Federal Criminal Code to establish trafficking in firearms and straw purchasing of firearms as criminal offenses and prohibits transferring a firearm knowing that it will be used to commit a violent crime or drug trafficking offense. H.R. 35, that's the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. Uh, The status, it was referred to the Judiciary Committee to the full House on October 31st. This bill would amend the United States Code to specify that lynching is a crime in in itself and its heinous nature warrants an enhanced sentence under hate crimes acts. Now, House, the House did pass that. However, the Senate hasn't. Again, the Senate is the villain in all this. Just, they're doing, they did this to, uh, uh, President Obama too. They sat on so many of his uh, his bills just for political revenge, and and that's not why the uh, people elected them. It's just not right. HR forty one Rescue Act for Black and Community Banks. Uh, the status referred to Financial Services Committee. Now this bill, Bobby Rush said, establishes within the Treasury Department's Office of the Controller of the Currency an office to be known as Office of Black and community banks, and authorize the comptroller to provide them with the regulatory flexibility to encourage affordable small-dollar lending. The bill also establishes the Minority Bank Deposit Program to expand the use of minority banks, women's banks, and low-income credit unions, and requires federal agencies to develop plans to use these institutions to the extent possible for their banking needs. Another bill that uh, Representative Bobby Rush introduced. Uh, And I'm telling you this because a lot of people say, well, what is he doing? He's doing a lot. Uh, H.R. 1499, Protecting Consumer Access to Generic Drug Acts. The status passed the House on May the 16th of this year as part of H.R. 987, Protecting People with Pre-Existing Conditions, Lowering Drug Costs. Now, you know how important that is to the African-American community in particular. This bill prohibits the practice of pay-for-delay in which brand-name drug companies compensate generics to delay the entry of generic drugs into the market. H.R. 3637 is called the Allied Health Workforce Diversity Act. The status passed the House on October 28, 2019 as part of the H.R. 2781 the Educating Medical Professionals and Optimizing Workforce Efficiency and Readiness for Health, Empower for Health Act of 2019. Now, this bill would provide funding for colleges and universities to make physical therapy, occupational therapy, audiology, and speech-language pathology programs more accessible to underrepresented communities, including those who are racial or ethnic minorities. Now, I know why they don't want to pass that, but it has been introduced. And then there, there is more, because I want you to know exactly what Representative Bobby Rush is doing. H.R. 4061, the Blue Collar and Green Collar Jobs Development Act of 2019. The status is referred by the Energy and Commerce Committee to the full House on July 17, 2019. It seems like it takes forever for a bill to pass. Now, this bill establishes a comprehensive nationwide program to improve education and training for underrepresented groups, including religious, 
and ethnic minorities, women, veterans, individuals with disabilities, unemployed energy workers, socioeconomically disadvantaged, foster children, and returning citizens in order to increase the number of skilled workers trained to work in energy-related industries, including manufacturing, engineering, construction, and retrofitting jobs. Outreach and oversight. Uh, dialysis. Now, in December, Representative Rush sent a letter to Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Administrator, the Sima Verma, calling on the administration to consider the impact of both current and future policies on vulnerable populations receiving dialysis treatment. Representatives Rush and Porter are particularly concerned with the rapid explosion of dialysis centers in poor, larger minority communities. Keystone. Earlier this month, as chairman of the House Energy and Commerce Committee Subcommittee on Energy, Representative Rush called on the Government Accountability Office to conduct a review of the operator of the Keystone Pipeline System as well as the federal agency that oversees it following a crude oil spill in Edinburgh, North Dakota, the third major spill from this pipeline in three years. So the, uh, this is his report uh, to the people. Uh, all of our elected officials should give a report, um, but few do. Uh, also, Representative uh, Rush talked about the Comcat. Comcast uh, lawsuit that was filed by Byron uh, Allen, who is a black billionaire. Bobby Rush said, I am sure you are all aware of the landmark case before the Supreme Court concerning the Civil Rights Act of 1866. Few people know that this act was the very first uh, civil rights act for African Americans after slavery. Um, which which has been the bedrock civil rights law for more than 150 years. Just last week, the justices heard arguments made by Comcast and supported by Trump's Justice Department. Now, what Comcast did was they allowed the they allowed the uh, Department of Justice to take 20 minutes of their argument before the Illinois Supreme Court, which is kind of rare, I think, uh, to effectively gut a bill originally meant to protect the rights of newly freed slaves. Now, a whole bunch of people have Comcast. Um, I certainly wouldn't get it. Because of their demonstrated apathy towards the black community, uh, Representative Rush said, as well as their mono, monopolistic abuse of power, Representative Rush has recently called for Comcast to be broken up. Comcast has clearly enjoyed the benefits of black Americans' pocketbooks, but has apparently concentrated such enormous wealth that it now disregards these communities with a cold, callous corporate insensitivity that is arrogant, harmful, and intensely painful. Those were the words of Representative Rush. And uh, impeachment inquiry, Representative Rush said, um, Trump is endangering our national security by withholding critical military assistance to counter Russian aggression for his personal political gain. Abuse of power. Trump betrayed his oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Bobby Rush said, undermine, uh, undermine our elections. President Trump abused his power by pressuring a foreign country to interfere in the 2020 election. Do us a favor, though, with Trump's words. No one is above the law. <coughs> Excuse me. Republicans choose to ignore the the facts of Trump's indefensible misconduct, and instead they perpetuate conspiracy theories and misrepresent the evidence uncovered in the inquiry. I'd like to know your feelings about the impeachment hearings. Uh, Right now, let's take a call from Jim. How are you? Hey, how are you? Good. Let me My Um, My partner's not here today. His daughter is sick, so I'm by myself. Well, that's okay. You're you're doing a good job holding up the show, and uh, you know that's that's good. Thank Anyways, you. you know it's first of all you mentioned about Bloomberg. Now you just recall uh, last year, two years ago, when uh, uh, Cook County uh, President Taxwinkle wanted to pass the soda tax. Well, they passed the soda tax uh, 
pop for top tips for a while. Yeah. You know, and it hurt a lot of the business, especially in the fringe areas. Well, Mike Bloomberg was part of that effort to have the soda tax uh, be passed. Oh, that's so right. He, what he financed that campaign, didn't he? I'm sorry? He financed her campaign uh, on that well, issue. Well, he helped. Yeah, he contributed money. But my point is, is by raising the soda pop tax, and you might be aware of what's happened in Philadelphia when they did that a couple of years ago, it's, it's, it's hurt the business, which translates into hurting jobs, which means less work for working people. Because the dumb idiots want to raise a tax based on what they think is best for you and I to eat. And this is why I resent these, these government people that think they know better what for me to choose to eat or what I should give my kids, you know, to tell us what to do. It's, it's none of their business. But this is who these people are, and this is why they should not be elected. And, you know, uh, Bloomberg, you know, he's also a typical hypocrite when it comes to Second Amendment. You know, he's got his own private security firm. Uh, guys that are armed, but he wants to take away people's guns. And this is what's wrong with some of these liberals. But in terms of what's going on with the bills in Congress, you know, when Trump first became elected, he wanted to solve the DACA problem, and Democrats stood in the way. And also, you know, I was just reading uh, uh, the Senate passed one bill, for example, called robocalls. They want to limit the robocalls, and, the, you know, the House of Representatives is, is standing in the way for that. So this blocking of bills when you have a, a you know, different leaders in Congress is, is not an unusual problem. I mean, it's, it's not a unique problem, let's put it that way. I know it's not unique, but it's still not right, because it's hurting the constituents. Well, that may be true, but it, it's going both ways, you know. And, and frankly, some of these bills, some of these liberal bills, you know, as far as LBGT stuff, you know, they shouldn't be passed. I mean, because look, look, look what's happened in Palatine, for example. Are you familiar with what happened in Palatine School District this last week? No, what? Tell me. Well, basically, because a few narcissistic LBG people that identify, quote-unquote, as a guy want to be able to take shower with girls. And it's stupid. You know, boys and girls are different, especially when you're formative teenage years. You know, I don't want my—I have two daughters that are 15 and, and 17. You know, I don't want them taking showers with some guy. You know, it's not right. And, and because of what one person wants to do, they're trying to comply— to get everybody else to comply with it. I mean, what about the rights of, of these poor girls? And where are the feminists to, to defend, you know, the rights of girls to have privacy when they're taking a shower? And then another extent of that, too, is where are the feminists where these guys that are identified with women are playing in girls' sports and winning because they're basically men competing unfairly against girls and in, in, in winning these, these races and tennis matches and stuff, whatever they're doing, you know? It's just wrong, and, and this is why we got to push back and we got to say no. I mean, people say, well, you're intolerant. Well, yeah, I'm intolerant of people that want to enslave me to something that's not right for me and my family or for my kids. Okay. Well, thank you, Jim, for your comments. It's always a pleasure, and um, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Um, I sent you a text message. Do you know who Peggy Hubbard is? Peggy who? Uh, yeah, who Peggy is she? Peggy Hubbard. She's a, a black woman of, uh, from the St. Louis area. She wants to run against Durbin in the Senate. And I told her about you, and I was thinking maybe next week or two you could have her on and be the guest for the show. Oh, for that's the show right. She her. is running. Okay. I'm sorry? All right. Thanks. Yeah, she's. I've, I've become friends with her, and uh, I, I think she, you know, she would be good to have on your show for an hour. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I, did, I interviewed her once. Okay, okay. Well, she'd like to be on again, so maybe you could, we could arrange that. Okay. Thanks. Uh, let's talk to Alan on line two. Yeah, happy holidays to you, uh, uh, Shemta. Same to you. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving? I'll probably find a turkey and uh, hope the turkey in the White House uh, see the light. You know, you know, impeach, I said, uh, I'm going to let, uh, the, you know, due process takes its course because, you know, like Trump said, be careful for your ass, but if we think it's easy to impeach him, then we get uh, Bloomberg or Biden in there, then they'll be... Uh, it's like it'd be like a yo-yo. We'd be going back, and you know, he, he said, "Be careful what you ask for, because it could it could come back to bite us too." Cause we just uh, we put so much emphasis on voting. You know why I said that? Bloomberg is a uh, good people. He uh, kind of remind me of Chris uh, Chris Crispy uh, Chris uh, Chris Crispy out of New Jersey, right? I'm surprised Hillary didn't support uh, support uh, ask uh, Bloomberg to be more vocal because nobody know New Kane, and this is what I'm saying. That uh, you know who put President Obama in the White House the second term, Chris Crispy, and uh, it wasn't uh Booker, Booker and uh Kamala, not Kamala, uh Kamala, they are more powerful in the Senate. 
you know, because uh, Mitch McConnell, he's shaking in his boot. Kentucky turning on him. So this is what I said. Why would you want to jump out, uh, you know, of a, a roaring ship called the Senate and be president? You know why? Because we got so many people got a, a Deval Patrick out of Chicago. He good people, too, because he was the governor of Massachusetts. But he just taking the thunder. He's stealing the thunder from uh, Elizabeth Warren because, said, no, look how they treat women. You know who the power play is? It's going to be Joseph Biden and Bloomberg. Bloomberg is more uh, visible than uh, Sanders. Nobody going to vote for Sanders because he's high risk medically, respectfully. He's uh, kind of like uh, like uh, Hillary said, why he's in the race? And uh, Hillary uh, failed to realize that she should have been thinking about Bloomberg. Bloomberg, because that's uh, New York. You know why? You know, called Christmas coming up, uh, Shelter. And guess what uh, New York did to Amazon? Get on out of here. You talking about not paying taxes. So they went down south. But they still selling stuff to us. And this is what I'm saying. You think they're going to impeach Trump? I'm saying, personally, we can despise our president. You know why I say that? But I love our economy. And this is what I said, that when you're on a roaring ship, why would you want to sink a ship? You said, uh, uh, Bloomberg, now you can be our uh, navigator. You can be our, uh, what's, what's these people, captain. I, I can I can roll with uh, uh, Bloomberg. I'm surprised Hillary, because she's out of New York. So, Didn't give uh, Bloomberg or Chris Crispy, you know, uh, like, want to be my VP? And nobody know Tim Kaine. He's so, so who do you want? Who do you want to be president? I'm telling you, I, I'm saying Bloomberg. You know why this this uh, tug of war, like Democrat versus uh, uh, Republican, is sickening. I don't, I, you know, God, listen to Reverend. Al, I said it must be some the person out of New York. I want Bloomberg because he's an independent. He's an independent. Because look, I'm gonna tell you this. You know who's the most powerful uh, Democrat in uh, Baltimore and Maryland? Quasi and Fume. I remember him in the 90s. He's just like Bobby Rush. He said, you got to do something about this crime. Look at our former mayor uh, named Kathy Pugh. She told everybody to file their tax. I made a lot of money. I took advantage of her program. I said, she tell us to pay taxes, but she forgot to pay her taxes. And nobody is criticizing us. Chicago is a liberal town. Baltimore is a liberal town. Memphis, Tennessee is a liberal town. So what's good about uh, a dead weight on a ship? I'm kind of like thinking about the independent. That's why a lot of people like Bernie Sanders. Respectfully, Bernie is bringing capitalism to a new name. $15 an hour. Bloomberg is the man because he can deal with Amazon because we don't want welfare to sink a ship. I know it's necessary. It's supposed to be like a lifeline. But some people ride that ship like it's a permanent uh, job profession, and there's nothing, nothing proud about it. You know why I said it? Kamala Harris, uh, um, Cory Booker, because he's out of New Jersey, they can be more effective writing legislation as a Senate to make Mitch McConnell see the light and see the ship that is changing tides. It's moving to the center. Okay. I'm pretty good with it. I'm a political junkie. And I said this right here, Shunta, that Bloomberg is good people. Biden, because he up in there, I'm saying he would carry the South. But independent, ask President Obama who put him in the White House the second time. Crispy and Bloomberg. And Bloomberg donate a lot of money to the inner city called educational money. We got this guy named Hogan up here. And he talking about, well, I want black folks to stop all this uh, crime. He won't fund a uh, historical black college, and I thought that was a southern thing. And he thought about running for president. I would never vote for that Republican. This is what I said, but I kind of think about an independent. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Brother Witherspoon. God bless you, woman God. God bless you. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored like you. I'm all I've right. been following you ever since. Uh, the Chicago Defender. You were the writer in Chicago who Defender. Yeah, for 23 and a half years. Can you believe that? That's all right. You you won the best. <laughs> I always read your article. It was so unique and well put together. Thank you. But well, we we thank God for this month, uh, uh, Thanksgiving month. We thank this month for that. But the Democrats and the Republicans, when they, when, they, when they hold back on passing the bill, they forget about the people. Uh, they they being a uh, uh, coward and not letting these bill go through because they suffering and they for greed. I could never go for a Republican. I could never go for a Republican. 
I would stand for, uh, for the rights of the people, the morals for the people. We have to fight for the people, for the people when elected them in office, and they have to do the right thing concerning the people. No, they're not talking about restoration. Why are they not talking about restoration? Donald Trump have not put no uh, elected official in all London. He have not picked nobody to be on his committee. No blacks. Well, so you know where he at. I don't think any blacks are on his staff anymore either. Well, on his staff. Oh, except one, that doctor. What's his name? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you were for. Uh, I, th- I know you're talking about. For HUD, but, yeah. But nah, he was over HUD, secretary over HUD. Now he's gone now. No, he's not gone. What are you doing now? What he do? He's still head of HUD, uh, carrying uh, Trump's water. And he's not doing that for the people? No, he, he never has. Head. When, he, he, when has he done things for black people? He does what his master tells him to, and his master right. is Donald Trump. See, uh, one ago, I'm like uh, your pastor. I don't know what we're talking about. I would vote for your pastor if he was to be mayor of Chicago. <laughs> I believe he will beat Laura Lightfoot. Well, you know what? For the people. Father Flager is too honest to be a politician. We have, he ought to do a, we ought to give him a lot of prayer. We ought to do a lot of prayer for him to keep his arm lifted to do the right thing. For so these deep positions, attack to a lot of demonic spirit. We get in the office, there's so many crooks around you and wicked around you. You have to be strong to be a leader in the city of Chicago. I know, really strong, because a lot of uh, temptations have come, come your way deliberately right. to try to get you indicted. I mean, really. Right. And then set you up. They, they we do know they kill a hair washer, and they don't never talk about that because he's still for the people. And he opened the bus and said, said Hall, oh, we need the bus to be over. We need the people. If they do a crime, they need to go to jail. Even the police officers, if they do crime, they need to go to jail. I can't believe this man got seven years in jail, shoot a man 15 times, and he gets seven years. Yeah, that was messed up. What's the right to that? Where's the real preacher that stand against it, fighting against this stuff? I know, but at but least at least you. he got convicted and and he's he's in prison. But he should have gotten more but jail he, time. He should have more time. Absolutely. What type of court we done with? This wicked is a high place, woman. God, wicked is high places. Absolutely. Where's the church at? Where's the biocrat for whole? Where is the, the whole biocrat that the empowered to sit the bear chain? That's why God raised up apostles and prophets. The five four men given the city to make an impact. We, we survive with prayer warrior ancestors being raised as us speak. Oh my God. God raised up one million ancestors in this city to pray for racism to come now, police brutality come now, the abuse of our children come now, all this abuse and still our children and cause them to suffer so much domestic violence inside the home. Inside the home. I know. Um, so we got to fight. Brother Witherspoon, thank you for your comments, and yes, we do need to fight back. Let's let's take um, Frank on line one. Hey, my sister, good afternoon. Hey, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving. You too, my sister. My sister, you're doing a beautiful job. Thank you. You know, but still hearing your voice, it, it, it's just like Bob Shaw still there. So I'm going to say hello to Bob Shaw too, because I know he's listening. Okay, but you're doing great, my sister, Thank even you. though you're by yourself. You know, sis, I'm so tired of listening to that guy, Jim, come on with these twisted, distorted facts and whitewashing to cover the um, Republican Party by saying stuff like, well, they both black bills and, and this and whitewashing. See, no, no, no. The Democrat Party block bills are specifically designed to hurt the middle class and the poor and the needy, and specifically designed to help on and enhance the rich even further. You see, he's so twisted, it's unbelievable. You see, the problem is, all those bills you name, the problem is, in those states, they won't even allow progressive talks for the Columbia Airways. They they keep their people dumbed down. So the Democrats in those states, like in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell said, they got to do a better job in exposing them and what they're doing and what they're blocking. And this way, the people can vote them out of office. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, all of them, they're up for re-election. Now, if we can get down and let you know what these guys are blocking, what they bring to the ball, uh-uh, you got to go. 
So that's where the ball is being dropped at. And this stuff about Palatine and the gay and lesbian community, uh, bath, being showers, and all that sort of thing. Now, Jimmy's right. I don't want my daughter taking no shower, no man in. But the legislation that they passed was designed specifically saying that if you have had that sex change, you will be allowed to take a shower now with the, with the sex that you now identify with. It's not like that they allow gay guys to go in there pretending to be female but still have their penis. See, he's so twisted. He loves twisting things around. It is unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? And as far as Bloomberg is concerned, you know what I'm saying? I don't trust him no more. I do Donald Trump. But I must say, I saw his ad today on TV, and it's a very powerful ad. It really is. But see, it, the first thing my gut instinct told me, see, Donald Trump made a whole lot of big, powerful promises, too, before he got in office. Now, when he got in there, now, has, has he done anything about uh, prescription medicine, you know what I'm saying, being Lord? Has he done any of the promises? The only promise he has kept is those that made directly to his base. So I don't trust Bloomberg. I want Cory Bush's nomination. I'm black. And I'm always vote for a black person that's qualified to be in that office. I don't care whether he get the nomination or not. I'm going to still vote for him. But if Bloomberg get it or whoever get it, I'm going to hold my nose and vote for Bloomberg if he does get it. But no, I do not want to see him get it. I'm so tired of us black people showing that we are not truly unified yet. Even after the Obama era, we go right back to looking for the great white hope. Now, just think, if we are held got behind Cory Booker, Lisa just said, wow, this guy pulled all the black boys, so I got to put him up as my VP. I'll just show you how we missed the ship and missed the ball. And last but not least, I'm curious, why is Jim always the first call being taken? Is he calling that early? Yes. I love you, my sister. Yes, he is. He, he's, sometimes he's on the line before I get here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for your call, and again, happy <laughs> Thanksgiving. Okay, let's take uh, Melvin. Online too. Well, how's everybody doing tonight, today? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Uh, but I want to say this also: uh, when it came to the, comes to the debate, the, the, the Democratic debate, I got to put I, I got to put my trust in in these black candidates. You know, it's three of them running right now, and uh, they don't want uh, they they're trying to fix it up. The the, uh, the the news media and all this stuff, trying the national news media is trying to fix it up so blacks can't talk. Uh, Cory Booker has some good ideas in this last debate. That's the first time I've seen him talk and and uh, you know extensively. They've asked him questions on the fly, but they don't want him saying anything. Uh, I remember when Ch- Chuck Todd was debate ask talking to him, and he only said a few words, and they said, oh. oh that's all, boy. Don't know. Don't, we don't want you answering no more questions. But then they get to the debate, and uh, they shut him down. But now, but now the polling say, oh, he don't get, he don't have nothing. And Kamala Harris, they had some uh, points. They trying, they, they putting her down. But now you got Deval Patrick coming in there uh, from Massachusetts. He's a he ran for he's a was a governor for almost two terms, and uh, he's done a lot for that state. And he's from the south side of Chicago. And I'm going to say this. Uh, if they don't want these black folks talking, they're trying to eliminate. They don't want another. I don't think they want another Barack Obama in there in, in there to, to, to outstage these white uh, voters. And uh, I'm also saying that whatever questions that they have for them, uh, they're going to have to say it and say it strongly. And these black folks don't know who... Some of these candidates are. Uh, they don't put Cory Booker in front of them. They don't. They don't. They, but they do put Kamala Harris in front of uh, front of them. But they put them in. Uh, but she had a good showing. But she's going down in a negative line now. And uh, I'm going uh, another another thing. We need to pay attention to these to these Democrats in the debate because I, uh, they're trying to get things done. They have good issues, but they don't. But the media don't want them talk, talking, and, uh, uh, and 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 I'll tell you something else about uh, the Republicans. Mitch McConnell has said a long time ago, and we keep forgetting that that he told Obama, "You're going to be a one-term president," because they had a little lead at the time. They said, "Look, we're not going to do anything for you," and uh, and it, when we get to the when we get to the, when they had the. Uh, when the blacks had, when the Democrats had the majority, 
Oh, they was too slow in getting things done. But by the time the Tea Party came and Republicans overthrew the Democrats in the Senate, they don't they they sitting up there wanting to know what they're going to do. They got caught off guard as they usually do. They yeah. caught off guard so much, and Mitch McConnell said, "We're not going to do anything for nobody." And right now, all the bills being passed in the House, all of them being passed in the House, McConnell sits there and say. I'm going to only do what Trump tell me to do. Actually speaking, he don't have to do anything Trump tells him to do because Trump have get gotten permission from McConnell, from McConnell to do anything he Trump wanted to do. He said, if I get, if you want the moon, Trump, I'll give you the moon. If you want the back door, I'll give you a back door. If you want to stop these uh, blacks and all these poor people from getting health care, we'll stop it. But the only problem with that health care is uh, McCain threw a monkey wrench in that, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he did do that because McConnell, right now, you can't get McConnell to show up for anything. I know. And then, Melvin, thank you so much for your comments. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Now, let's take Cell on line right. four. Cell? Are you there, Cell? Cell is not there. So let's go to Reverend Johnson on line one. Hey, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. Fine, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving to you as well. I'm super fantastic and grateful. I rolled into one. A couple of your calls, callers made several different comments, and I'm going to try and make two. One, you know, President Obama is a former president, and we, we have to leave that alone just a little bit and focus on the now. With respect to the current candidate, what disturbs me is Pete Buttigieg from Indiana mayor of a city with a problem with race relations. He is, in fact, a Rhodes Scholar, but so was Cory Booker. I worked in California this week, and I noticed on USA Today in a picture of, Cor- of uh, Pete, uh, Mayor Pete and the title of him being a Rhodes Scholar. But they failed to say the same thing about Cory Booker, Booker. Yes. and tell us, don't worry about it when we ask about it. But if we don't, as one of your callers suggested, the problem in our community, you know this very well, we find more reasons to hate each other than work with one another. And as a result, the power of our vote is diluted. And folks don't have to pay attention to us. But we have to figure out a way to get behind one African-American candidate or, as my good friend Mays Jackson would say, whatever is in it for black folk. I'm not just a black man. I'm a Christian first. But we got to think about our own community and then get behind a candidate that speaks to our issues as we suggest them. Thank you so much. Well, Reverend Johnson, Reverend Johnson, you talked about unity, but uh, people, African Americans, have have lost their way uh, since Mayor Washington. Because with him, with Mayor Washington, we had unity. That's why we got him in two times for the first time in the history of of Chicago. We let egos get in the way, and we mm, keep mm, losing mm. seats. You know. Uh, you have a history of being a journalist, and so your history allows you to point right to the main thing. Bishop Kenneth Franklin would say, Kenneth Strasburg is good at keeping the main thing the main thing. And you're absolutely right. And until we have local leadership, we have local leadership like Harold Washington, who wouldn't take a dime for himself. There was never any hint of scandal in the Washington administration. We need leaders just like that, not just in the, on the fifth floor of City Hall or the fifth floor of the Cook County Building. We need leaders like that all over the country. And until we do, we have to have grassroots commitment, like your Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. We need more leaders just like that that will go out, collaborate, coordinate, organize so we can be successful. All right. Well, thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your wife. Oh, bless Jesus. And because you mentioned my wife, Tanta, you know i got to say Johnson for justice, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. All, All right. right. Okay, let's take Sal on line two. Hello. Sal? Yes. Happy Am Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And likewise. Uh, one, I want to give thanks to those of you who share your thoughts. I appreciate that. Um, I am interested if anyone 
was is familiar with this guy named Scott Presley, a white Republican who went into Baltimore behind Donald Trump saying such ugly things about it and had this major cleanup project. He also went out to Los Angeles, did the same thing, and was scheduled to be here in Chicago yesterday. But I never could find out where he was. I went, I tried to reach him through a telephone number that they had posted, as well as to use an email uh, uh, address that he had there, but I still couldn't locate this guy. I rode around in some of our communities that really needed the attention. Couldn't find him. But if anybody knows, I would like to really, really know, one, it disturbs me. When white people come into our community to clean up, it's a goodwill gesture. I understand their desire, but they're only there for the physical application of trying to change the complexion of our environment. My whole approach is dealing with the cleansing of the inside, the individual, changing the mindset, not to throw the damn stuff down in the first place. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for your excellent comments. And uh, let's go to line one, Ed. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. Thank you. Excellent. I appreciate you guys taking my call. Um, You are doing a good job. It's kind of funny. I no longer live in Illinois. Uh, thankfully, but uh, I listen to you quite often driving back and forth, and it's the first time I ever wanted to really give you a ring and just ask your opinion of some of these comments um, that I'm hearing come in um, on all different sizes, and I think the thing that concerns me with some of these comments, uh, like the gentleman that was talking about the uh, uh, the bathroom situation uh, up at the high school up north, um, that literally was just for anybody that identifies as someone of the opposite sex. It didn't matter whether or not they have the sex change or not. Uh, So when I hear these things that are factually inaccurate or just plain wrong, um, along with some of the comments of of what's going on within this administration and what's happening within this country, I I just would like to be able to sit down and have a chat with people and understand where they're getting these these thoughts and where they're getting their What what is your opinion about that bathroom issue? What's your opinion? Um, You know what? It's hard for me, uh, only from the standpoint that a couple things, all right? Hello? The youngest son uh, is gay. But I can tell you, he would never want or try to um, push or impose his sexual preference or anything that goes along with that upon others that don't see or don't live their lives that way. And so for me to try to understand it, and believe me, I get it. There's people out there that um, got their wires crossed, right? And different things are going on with their bodies that I can't even pretend to comprehend. But at the same token, yeah, let's not, the old phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's working out there for 99.99% 99.99% of the people find a different way to accommodate folks just in that particular instance, but find a different way to accommodate people that are in that position or they're, they, they have their, they are part of that in their lives versus pushing something down on the masses of, I heard one gentleman, which I had a hard time understanding him partially talking about the good of the people. Well, we're all the good of the people. And we've got municipalities out there that are taking the same law or the same approach with this situation in particular, just this one. Um, and and they're making that available in public bathrooms as well. Well, what do you think about the unisex bathrooms? Because um, when I went in, uh, I've only been in one, and I was I came right out. I thought I was in the wrong bathroom because there were so many men in there. I felt very oh. uncomfortable. How do you feel about that? I don't blame you. You know what? I, I would, I would, if I was a woman, I, or I wouldn't want my wife walking in. To me, I see a unisex bathroom of being a single occupant type of situation. That makes sense to me. I wouldn't want my wife in a public restroom anywhere and have any men walking into that. To me, that is a problem. I know. So um, why do I, we have to? But why do we have to go there in 2019? Why, why go there in the go, first place? Go where? 
go have buy uh, uh, unisex bathrooms. Uh, you know what? I, I I'm going to tell you my opinion. I agree. There's if you are I hate to say this, but if you're born a man, you are physically a man. If you are born a woman, you are physically born a woman. Your mind could tell you something different, but that doesn't mean that your physical characteristics right. do not. So to me, no, I, I think it's wrong. I would rather not see it. You go to the woman's bathroom if you're a female. You go to the man's bathroom if you're male. If you were born a male and you identify as a female, I'm sorry, go into the, the men's bathroom, sit in one of the stalls, because we do have stalls in the guy's shop, and use that in private. End of story. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't, I don't see those types of things where you've got to disrupt the, the balance of the country and the balance of the people out there to accommodate a very small group. Right. Uh, and, and that's any, any group, you know. I mean, unless you're being, and to me this is not being um, uh, judgmental against them or it's not having holding some kind of animosity against someone that identifies for a different sex. It's just, look, let's have a little bit of common sense and let's have a little bit of common courtesy for your other people. Right. And uh, so briefly, uh, what do you think about the impeach impeachment hearings? What's your opinion on that? Um, so, again, yeah, another gentleman had called in and started. Well, actually, you know, I heard you read some of what Bobby Rush had said. And um, it bothers me that we, in general, the public, allows people to get up and make comments, whether it be on the radio, on TV, in writing, whether you call it the news or whatever you call it now. Okay, hello? <laughs> we have to go, uh, Ed. Thank you so much for calling. And don't forget to um, go to Dr. Z Zenobia Sowell. She's located at 1122 North Clark Street, and her number is 312-944-9355. She is sponsoring our show. And don't forget to go to uh, Josephine's Restaurant, 436 East 79th Street. Mother Wade uh, there needs your business. It's African-American owned, and the food is so good. I'm Chinta Strasberg, host of On the Case.